You, you are, are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back <laughs> to the masses. All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the weekly syndicated Fusebox radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah since 1998 on your FM dial, internet radio station, podcast, uh, website, bringing you some of the best of what we call 21st century black radio, old and new school music of all different types of genres, as well as news commentaries and interviews with everybody from music artists to business people, authors, directors, and everything in between. You got myself on the and commentary in DJ Fusion. You got my brother John Judah, who also does the same on the side here. What's going on, bro? Yes, indeed, world. We're out to put it on down. Fuse box radio rocking for all our boys and girls. J Judah, aka Funky McJig. It's about to get in it. Fusey, what is it? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Glad to have another week in the mix. Um, next week's show, um, well, the show for the week of um, April is going to be the um, official. Um, Mark of the 12th year we've been doing the radio show in some way, shape, or form. So, I'm very happy with um, the support, of course, from all of our listeners from whatever spectrum people check the show at, as well as um, all of our broadcast affiliates who um, put us on and let us do our thing. So, you know, we deeply appreciate everybody who's on board and hope to have many more years to come. Feel free to check out um, our current updated list of affiliates either at our official blog site at blackradioisback.com or at our official MySpace page at myspace.com slash fuseboxradio, F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O. You can also go ahead <coughs> excuse me, and check us out. Um, through other parts of the social network range We're on Twitter Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Even though I haven't updated the video in a while Because we're kind of revamping um, A few um, extra video offerings We're going to be doing besides um, hitting up concerts um, YouTube.com slash Fusebox Radio Is up and about And in the mix as well um, We got a lot going on with this week's show A lot of um Good um, old school tracks um, dug up from the vaults as well as some new joints. And um, we also have a interview this week with the director of um, the documentary American Faust um, about Condoleezza Rice. Um, it's been critically acclaimed worldwide and all other types of stuff. Um, we got that with um, director um, Sebastian Dogger. And you're going to hear a lot of info in here. It's, it's a very um, interesting um, interview in general. And it's a pretty dope documentary. About an hour and a half. It you know moves real fast and everything else. I think it's actually pretty well balanced. Because you learn some personal stuff about her. I didn't know about until I watched it. As well as you know some of the things that happened throughout her political career. Um, during not just um, the G.W. Bush era. But beforehand that you know it's, it, it's, it's pretty out there. And it's a, a talking head documentary. In other words, a lot of different people have been interviewed who worked with her as well as folks who are on the other ends of things. So it's not like necessarily, I guess one could say, a la Michael Moore where somebody else is narrating the situation. You know, you have Republicans saying, you know, interesting, funny style stuff. You know, and then you have folks from her Stanford years and, you know, beforehand and all of that. So um, pretty interesting. Definitely, I'm glad to have him on board for 
that interview. And of course, we got a Black Agenda Report segment. Shout out to Glenn Ford and that staff. And we also have, <clears throat> excuse me, a Direct Effects segment representing the <clears throat> Historically Black College Radio Network. Shout out to Lamar Blackman and all of that crew. And um, let me see, since we got a lot that's going to be jumping off this um, particular week, I'm going to make a few quick announcements, one or two quick time commentary pieces, and then get into everything. Check out our official um, mixtape page. You can get a whole lot of free Fusebox Radio um, mixtapes um, directly from us. You can still go through all the other mixtape sources and stuff, and you can find things that way. But, you know, all you got to do is click and download. You can go to Fusebox Radio Broadcast, one word. F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O Broadcast Dot Bandcamp Dot com Right now there's over 15 mixtapes on there I still gotta do a little more uploading Cause I'm going through all the vault stuff And you know in some ways you can see the evolution Of how things I've gotten Which I personally Fingers crossed feel is better And it's good And um Yeah different artist projects Different um Mixtapes um A few compilations Um we got the recent um Planet Ill um, female MC compilation up there that folks um, compiled of old and new school people. You know, 35 free tracks of heads. You know, you, you can't beat that. And you know, you got everybody from the Bahamadias and MC Lights and other people to, you know, ladies who are doing their thing on the independent end. That's up on there. Um, our recent mixtape with uh, DC Hip Hop and Soul Group, the Co op, is up on there. They're getting a whole lot of burn right now and probably gonna get that. And you know the return of a real black radio series, the um, and I, um, Ikuni project John Judah and I have done, and you know some other good things. So definitely go ahead and check that out constantly for updates and all of that good stuff. Shout out to the PlanetIll.com family. Shout out to the Ohel Nall blog family for the weekly columns. Folks get to post up there each week, um, bigging up both the mixtape scene as well as um the independent music scene whole lot of free downloads and those joints so definitely go to those sites and um check them out and again big up to all of our um broadcast um and writing affiliates they have a lot of great content so you know we're up on there check out everybody else's content up on there as well you know they give us love we had to give love back that's just how things in the natural balance and scheme of things go forth and function and also congratulations to um the folks who did win the university of maryland um mc battle that just has gone on this past week. Um, we'll announce them and all that um, during our next show. But, you know, they did that battle and they had, you know, the benefits go to nonprofits and charities. Really good cause. Shout out to DJ Tony Drake and um, DJ Miss Jim for um, having us on board and knowing, you know, all the goodness and stuff that has gone down with that. It's still trying to continue a tradition that people seem to be sleeping on. Which is the MC battle in, you know, in new freestyling and stuff like that. You know, yeah, people who call, you know, freestyle. Oh, well, this was in the song, so that's a freestyle. No, 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 no. I'm kind of old school in my definition of freestyle. I believe off the top of the dome, it's a freestyle. You know, you can write a little something to make that interesting, but that to me is not a freestyle. You know, don't, don't get that twisted. But, you know, anyway. Moving on, moving on. Moving on, um, one or two quick news stories I'm going to um, get on to. Um, civil Light Rights leader Dorothy Hyatt is still in um, serious but stable condition. We hope the best for her and um, her family. And I think she's over at um, Howard University Hospital right now, actually. And, you know, her history is 
very deep for the National Council of Negro Women to um, her work with Delta Sigma Theta and just a whole bunch of other civil rights um, situations. 98 years old and still active and, you know, doing her thing. So, you know, we, you know, getting hope the best for her and, you know, prayers and all that type of stuff for her family and those who look up and um, admire and respect her. Um, and there's this new story that was um, kind of interesting that jumped off all these folks in the midwest calling themselves a christian militia were planning to go ahead and kill a whole bunch of cops and other types of stuff to try to overthrow the government now i will bet a paycheck i'll go that far to know that they're going to start i should say screening white christians because of the situation they do it for a whole bunch of other folks, but they're not going, you know, to go ahead and do that. They so far, I think, caught seven, eight people who are supposed to be um, involved in that so far. Now, you can't tell me if you had a group of black folks or Latino folks or, you know, folks from the Middle East or whatever talking about, talking about, not even having guns and stuff like these other folks did, but talking about, yeah, we're going to plot to go ahead and kill some cops and overthrow the government and they would already throw them some you know some you know dark cell somewhere in this country or somewhere else getting the hell beat out of them much less be made an example of so that was just kind of a story i thought it was interesting because it was brought up and just seemed like it was swept under the rug real quick i mean they caught people um it's literally the midwest michigan ohio um indiana um so far in the main places where they um, went ahead and caught up with folks, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know, it, it was just weird. Like certain other things they'll bring up all day. Like, um, what is it, the white lady, um, the Jihad Jane joint? Like, you know, she must be abnormal because you know she decided to go to towards this religion, this, that, and the third. And you know, last I knew, spirituality didn't matter what your ethnic background was, but that was supposed to be a big, crazy, abnormal thing. Likewise, with um, the cat thing around Liberty City in Florida, like about maybe a year or two back, where you know, those black cats were just talking about stuff, and you know, they're still going through the court system with that, talking about that somebody who was on the CIA confidential informant and might have been trying to set him up to get into that situation in the first place. And, you know, those cats are sitting in a jail cell right now. And, you know, they're talking about those cats that they were crazy. So, I don't know. It's, it's a weird double standard in regards to things that go, goes on. And, I mean, crazy happens in any type of background. But, you know, one thing I do remember is, with the exception of um, the joint at the World Trade Center, that it turned the information just being put out there to us anyway. You know, the last biggest act of domestic terrorism did not occur with by black people. It did not occur by people of Middle Eastern descent or any other type of thing. It happened by two country hit white boys who decided they wanted to blow up that FBI building. So, you know, I just think people need to go ahead and stay on their toes. And with this entire, you know, tea party scenario and everything, we had to look at this type of thing kind of hard. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, folks are wild. There's people who are making all types of, you know, threats about shooting at people and all other types of trash because they're probably trying to hide their hatred for other things and societal changes that are going down i mean it you know it's kind of funny like even before the past year or two it was gonna be a big joke like yeah there's gonna be a black dude who's gonna be president ha 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 that's funny you know for some people they feel their world is going to end because of that you know what i'm saying like the one thing they can feel superior over people with 
they can't do. I think even with this healthcare scenario, almost regardless of how you may really like it or really not like it or feel kind of mad about, for some people, them seeing a black dude in the White House and a white woman who's backing up the black dude as Speaker of the House, pushing out anything, is mad nervous. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Um, that was one thing on that end. Secondly, um, through NPR, um, there is information that the settlement that the federal government um, did for black farmers because of various discrimination that was done for them towards um, grants and loans and other types of things. Um, right now, the funding for it has not been approved yet. In other words, there's supposed to be a billion dollars that's supposed to be dispersed to um, these folks who put out this case suit and about like all the past history of all of that type of stuff. And, you know, the money hasn't been given out yet. It's supposed to have been given out by the end of March. Um, essentially, the case was there was a whole lot of discrimination claims and stuff against the Department of Agriculture in regards to getting assistance for like how other farms like how other farmers would get like subsidies and um, things of that nature and that a lot of black um, farmers who were historically at their place for a long time you know have not been there and you know gone there and it's you know it's it's a weird weird type of thing when you know it's almost like you won but you ain't really won now hopefully this is an oversight type of thing this could get allocated and whatever budget's going to happen and go down but, you know, that type of thing rings a little bit odd to me. And this is seemed to continue a bit of shamefulness in terms of what's going down with the government. Also, um, for those people who are familiar with the political organization ACORN, they're supposed to be shutting down after um, 40-something years. And while a lot of the organizations who are under that particular banner are existing in other formats and things, that's kind of a weird blow to happen to an organization that even if you weren't you know on either major side of a political spectrum still helping a lot of people with things like housing um the voting rights other types of scenarios you know it's bizarre that you know all that governmental stuff and everything happened which at the end of the day they ended up not doing anything wrong and you know it ended up instilling the fear in the people who were helping fund them besides the government to withdraw their funding and that's why it shut down you know a fear tactic to stop any type of progressivism is a weird and unsettling type of thing to be happening so i wish for all those organizations who are under that banner that they still continue on and do their best to go ahead and help out and assist people um within their communities and um one last quick thing. I'm sure folks have seen um, Erica Badu's new video for Window Seat. Um, by now, it's um, circulating all over the internet. We'll see if it actually gets on um, any of the mainstream channels. My personal opinion, I think the video is brilliant. I think that she did her thing with, you know, making her point and all of that. And in this music climate where everybody talks about, I need to have money. I need to be balling to have my stuff show on the video. Homegirl did it old school. They literally did a gorilla video in about an hour or two right around where um, um president um john f kennedy got shot in dallas and whatnot and for that one bit of creativity the joint's everywhere 
everybody knows what's going on now i like the album i've already listened to the album i think it's a cool album i think new america part 2 is worth purchasing i'll go it's so that far with it and i just think it's interesting when you have all types of i when i had to be crude on this when you have all types of hoes getting blogs and videos and stuff like that and showing every single bit of nakedness for like five seconds of fame you know Erica did it for just a, a, a little bit, but had it in the context of something, and that was more powerful than you know any who gets a blogger account and talks about you know some D and F listers you know running through there and they got cell phone numbers and stuff like that. I mean, people who listening to the show who go on the guys' blogs know what I'm talking about. I ain't gonna get into too much details with that, but you know, I'm happy to see that a black woman can be creative and hot. And doing their thing, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, real talk, Ebadu's popped out three babies, and I'm like, damn, that's like some other type of biz right there. With you know how she's doing her, and you know she still wants to continue a tradition of creative and interesting R&B. Plus, you know, trying to push artistic boundaries when it seems like almost next to nobody is, you know, trying to by now. So big ups to her. Supposedly Dallas is thinking about, you know charge her for filming that video there and blah 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 they just need to let it go and whatnot and you know black music and black art is always supposed to be about pushing boundaries it's not supposed to be getting trying to chase mainstream acceptance to the point where you don't know who that person is anymore or who these folks are anymore and that's happening in a whole bunch of genres we can talk about hip-hop r&b so forth and so on so you know i get happy when folks are still able to get out there and push it and still make those sales and still get that attention and if anything this year it should show that the folks who have done that have been doing fine Raekwon went independent and you know he's doing fine he sold over a hundred thousand like his first week you know Jaheem's doing fine Jade's doing fine Maxwell's doing fine you know Badu's already making crazy sales off of her joint before the video drop on the pre-sale tip so, you know, that should be a lesson if you don't want to be milk cart status at the end of the day. So, you know, that's just me. Any words or things, Judah, before we get into the ill show? No, I just like to let people know that we love you and we appreciate your listening. Continue to listen. The show will definitely continue to get better. I think Fusion can uh, uh, sit all the commentary for this week. And uh, we're going to continue it on. Hope you like um, what we're doing. And got a little, got a little something of everything, a little something, a little bit of Michael Jackson, a little bit of reggae, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of jazz, a little bit of fat rap and all that. But I hope you dig it. Signing off, of course. Big up to the whole world. Big up to the podcast family. J. Judah, aka Ben Funkin. Continue to be Funkin, Ben Funkin. I Fusebox Radio. Good luck. Alright, no doubt about it getting to the mix 21st Century Black Radio for your ears Fusebox Radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah Peace You are now listening to Fusebox Radio Fresh from the metal with the mellow attitude I was planning to pursue another quest for the bus I had to go to San Fran and something that I can't stand Is begging for a ride with my dudes and some fuss I don't like fussing, so I asked my older cousin, did he maybe find time to give the D.E.L. a lift? He said, 
that it is impossible because he has a roster full of plans for the day. I had to go and skip through pennies in my jeans. To many, it may seem that the public transportation really is a gene, and I agree with the theory because it's 3:30 and the bus was due at 2:35. I iron my jabot so I can wait with pride. I waited at the bus stop, feeling kinda high from a slip that I smoked. I whipped and provoked a little scene when the bus arrived late, like a joke with a corny punchline. And it was only much time. The bus should have been here. The driver had much time to get his act together. No matter what the weather, now I'm sitting at the bus stop waiting like forever. Yo, bro, you got 25 cent on a transfer? Okay, help. Uh, supposed to be here at 2:35, but I guess it's running late today. Yo, man, I wouldn't even ride the bus, but my pins in the shot, you know. And my baby mama got my uh, Elcon date. I don't have time to listen to your stories. When, oh, when is the bus gonna come? I'm getting sick and tired of the wait. When, oh, when is the bus gonna come? Well, here comes a pack of about 14, looking real mean with hoodies and jeans and bad attitudes, and I wasn't in the mood for no head-on collision with the hoods. Tried to use my transfer, but it's no good. When these rough-looking kids get busy with the youngster amongst the many humans catch rapid transit to get through the city, I'm not certain. But if I go sit in the back, it's curtains. Kids wanna ride the back, but kind of shit is that. Nowadays, didn't have ways to hit the back. Let me stand in the front with the elderly, so those other cats won't raise hell with me. Hey yo, you rose the park, sir. Go to the pick your ass back in. You ain't touching me. Hey yo, what you say? Yo, speak up, you little punk ass. You come up here and do something about it. Hey yo, oh golly gee, not another day on the 46A. I should have caught the 46B. This dude takes the mad scenic route through the trees and shoots the breeze with the ladies. Look at that around the way, girl. Yeah, I see it. More crack than a drug dealer. A kid sits bobby with a gang of apple sheen on. I'm not Joe Clark, and I would hate for him to lean on my shoulder and try to hold a conversation 'cause I don't have the patience. When or oh, when is the bus gonna reach its destination? Questing over space and time, wasting time. Word up, I can't take this line of nitwits. I'm about to have a fit fit 'cause this trip here is making me car sick. Check out the brother with the loaded 38, bragging to his buddies about the money that he makes, selling crack vials like pancakes. The basehead's just like the one that's sitting by the window, starving for a fix. He spent his last 80 cents on fare. He raises up and lets me get in his chair. Then I sit and take a snooze, but I still lose 'cause I cruise right past my stop. Had to get off and walk 15 blocks. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.
yo, right now it's a legendary DJ Marley Mar. You're on the fuse box. You know how we get down.
listening to Fusebox Radio. DJ Fusion. Just the tools that I use 
Listening to Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fusion. Oh, so you never had a dream. That's impossible. That's obscene. That's something I've never seen. But still, you sing. You said eyes closed, mind froze. Lost dreams. Tell me where you find those blind foes. And my blind nose. Brass knuckles when I really wanna shine gold. Can't sleep. Can't speak, or nobody is just something that I can't be. Can't see the end, see the start, he the spark, open up his chest, see his heart. Yeah, I'm master bruising, yeah, I'm mass producing. Got educated work and the cash is stupid. That's a movement, that's a new shit. Begging y'all to dream with me, yo, I have clueless. Keep up while I'm trying to stay grounded. If you ain't from the ghetto, stay the fuck around me. Trek said it. If any back, so real guns placing up with you laugh. Never had a dream, that's impossible, that's obscene. That's something I never seen, but still you sing. Oh, so you never had a dream, that's impossible, that's obscene. That's something I never seen, but still you sing. Never had a dream, that's like saying that you never had a heartbeat Never felt the air breeze right through the pores of your skin Can't win, maybe if you refocus on what's important Maybe then you can feel your dream transforming It feels so surreal when you do the unreal Visualize yourself accomplishing what you feel And when you get to the finish line, that's real Taste all the pain that's involved in decisions Cause when it comes down to the glory, it's delicious like a full course meal You feel so full when you do the unreal And give yourself another boost If you don't believe in your own dreams You will lose So keep that on your mind Let the sample keep crying Cause that's not on my mind Oh so you never had a dream That's impossible, that's obscene That's something I never seen But still you sing I zone off, sleep tight Born in the dark, but still I dream light. I breathe life. This shit I resuscitate and never hesitate. These niggas get up and late. If you investigate, the dream behind my face. And Mel King Danova, King Cobra straight. Quote a soldier's fate. Words go over great. When it's done and over, bet I quote a mate. Sure, quote is great. If I do it, make. Let my dream change, made over face It's like before and after, dream before the laughter Woke up sweating, screaming, scheming for what I'm hey, after uh, Still moving strong, still going on Digging, trying to fuck my dream, million Need a million, and then I'm really gone Cut the chicken, move where it seem belong hey. Oh, so you never had a dream That's impossible, that's obscene That's something I've never seen But still you sing Oh, so you never had a dream? That's impossible. That's obscene. That's something I never seen. But still, you sing. Yeah, y'all. How it's looking? It's your man Billy Dan's. You're listening to Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fusion. My hood, we don't die for shopping cheap. Yeah. 
Close partner keep his but in my school locker Young and naive when I wasn't acting the fool I was playing with emotions of playing ball Used to say that the village knew a lot of since they were small East 17th, Virginia Street and Benny Me Constructed the kid into a crook Look up my history, I looked up to the with Lexuses and infinity Corrupted in correctional facilities Cause me, I'm from the ghetto The ghetto, the ghetto, ghetto And to make it out where I'm from Guess you gotta do something special Especially when we stress in these economic conditions Conditionally causing us to cook or in the kitchen Get it flipping, get it juking And jumping like girl manico But you die today, you put money Before your family do I'm Eastside, G.I. like Charlie Candy Store Embassy lips a million attention They out to get you in the ghetto The ghetto, the ghetto, ghetto I'm from the ghetto, the ghetto, the ghetto, ghetto where the laws the culture, I own the vault with us Every day we gotta pray to the Lord to walk with us I'm in the ghetto, can't spam hand to hand Deals made, dollar for dollar for yeah. Follow me and see just how much a man can stand Before we go off the deep end, cover your crib and creep in Help us get home invaded, the hustles they gon' get raided Eventually, but for now they stay thugging and motivated Misguided, miseducated, we barely be graduating And our lack of skills lead to some deadly infatuations In the ghetto, the barrio, the hood, the slums Government funds fill my city up with dogs and and I can't go for being broke, so I'ma go on the run I'ma yeah. understand the way I live, but can't give up on the sun Even though I know she hear about my habits through the grapevine yeah. Still in the car on Sundays to hit the state line yeah. Get drunk, get twisted, off liquor, all through the daytime Handshakes and gang signs, don't play with mine In the ghetto, the ghetto, the ghetto, ghetto I'm from the ghetto, the ghetto, the ghetto, ghetto Where the laws to call me I own the vault with us Every day we gotta pray to the Lord To walk with us in the ghetto Granny, I really miss you while I'm on the road yeah. Them Sunday dinners was more than just food for the soul yeah. Don't be no fool cause there's plenty fools walking the globe Convicted felons equipped with all in my show Chosen another road and born to die in these streets They look at me in disbelief when I rhyme about peace I had people try to deceive me just to see me deceased My policy is police till all my release is peak The way I'm feeling my anthem for ghetto children Fear my daily appetite for destruction Now I'm rebuilding rest in peace to little Ebony Richardson Lord, we living crazy It's hard to cope when these cowards is killing babies The ghetto ain't just a place, it's a mentality that most of us carry with us constantly causing casualties Stealing and that's how I deal with my reality Sirens and and never rattle me I gotta be from the ghetto The ghetto, the ghetto, ghetto I'm from the ghetto, the ghetto, the ghetto, ghetto Where the laws to call me I own the vault with us Every day we gotta pray to the Lord to walk with us In the ghetto, the ghetto, the ghetto, ghetto I'm from the ghetto, the ghetto, the ghetto, ghetto Where the laws to call me I own the vault with us Every day we gotta pray to the Lord to walk with us In the ghetto
Yo, check this out. This is Chuck the Public Enemy. You're now listening to Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fusion. Harder than you think. Way back in 1986, a federal judge ruled that it was illegal for guards at New York City's Super Jail on Rikers Island to strip search people arrested on misdemeanor charges like marijuana smoking, subway fare beating, or shoplifting. That was 24 years ago, but the city's Department of Corrections never stopped the routine strip searches, even after a series of successful lawsuits wound up costing the taxpayers a total of $81 million in damages. The original court decision found that subjecting prisoners held on minor charges to automatic strip searches violated their Fourth Amendment constitutional rights against illegal search and seizure. But New York City jail officials apparently believed that court rulings were meant for inmates to obey, not themselves. The Corrections Department violated the order for 15 years until a class action suit by former inmates forced the city to pay $43 million in damages in 2001. Still, they kept on strip-searching everyone as if the suit never happened. The next year, in 2002, the city settled another strip-search suit, costing the taxpayers $5 million. This time, the city promised to replace strip searches with a piece of equipment called a body orifice security scanner. Prisoners would disrobe, put on a gown, and sit in a specially built chair that would allow guards to electronically look into the inmates' body cavities for drugs, weapons, or other hidden contraband. New York City bought 50,000 gowns for the inmates to wear as they sat in the chair. The judge thought the issue was settled. But the guards at Rikers Island Jail continued their practice of blanket strip searches for five more years in brazen violation of the court's specific orders. By 2007, Rikers Island inmates had won yet another class action suit this one for $33 million. Jail officials had illegally strip-searched 150,000 inmates and hadn't even used all the 50,000 gowns that had been purchased to comply with the judge's order, most of which were still sitting in a warehouse. In the ensuing investigation, practically every corrections department guard and official questioned swore to have never even seen anybody strip-searched at Rikers Island, a sprawling facility through which about 130,000 inmates pass every year, more than the prison populations of 35 states. Finally, the city admitted to having carried out a pattern and practice of illegal strip-searches, nearly a quarter century after a court ordered them to stop the practice and at a cumulative cost of 81 million dollars. The moral of this sordid little tale is that jailers strip search inmates to humiliate them, not for security purposes. Even when there are technical means available to find contraband, jailers prefer to degrade and dehumanize their prisoners and city governments are willing to pay out tens of millions of dollars in damages to immunize lawless jailers from punishment, 
just as cities routinely fork over millions in damages for police officers that abuse, maim, and kill citizens. Police and prison lawlessness is institutionalized in the United States. Covering it up is a big budget item. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Glenn Ford. On the web, go to www.blackagendareport.com. You are now, are now, are now tuned in to the Fuse Box Radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. You're as good as they say you are. Syndicated worldwide to bring real black radio back to the masses. So you think I'm alone?
fills the room with perfume She leaves, it seems much too soon Who uses the moon like the highlight of features What a beautiful creature, it's a pleasure to meet you, girl Tell me who can help you grow and change your clothes Who can take your bank account and add some more And make you propose, she's got your nose open Open the door for her, that's what she deserves
Radio with DJ Fusion, and it's gonna be something real crazy going on because Mr. Fab is in the building, and when I'm in here, you never know what's gonna go down. Start 
starting to get homesick. Looking at my phone, anticipating calls I won't get. I'm probably not even on your phone list. Cause you don't call me, you don't call me. You were the star player, and now the coach needs ya. You were the number one on my phone finger. Number one speed dial with your own ranger. But you don't call me, you don't call me. Put your fingers on your tonsils too. We will post to be thumbs up. You pinky promise too. Roses are red and violets are blue. I bought some oopsie daisies and signed them to you. You stepped cause I was acting the size of my shoes. Heart bleeding like my jeans. That's why I'm blue. I wanted to be over you. Like really, really over you. But it seems like we are stuck like glue. listening to fuse box radio all right everybody one two one two what's going on you're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide fuse box radio broadcast with dj fusion and john judah since 1998 bringing our own slice what we call 21st century black radio to the masses on your fm dial internet radio station podcast and your favorite music and culture websites and as y'all know we do our best to head a lot of facets of the community in this radio show we do interviews not just on the music end on the independent and mainstream levels but people in the community levels um film and so forth and so on during the past um, month or two we both viewed a very very interesting documentary on the former u.s secretary of state condoleezza rice called american faust from condi to neo condi covering her beginnings to the past um and all her political climb-ups right until the um, past Bush administration with George W. Bush. And we have the honor of having the director of 
the documentary here on a lot of us right now, Mr. Sebastian Doggett. How are you doing this evening, sir? Very well, very well. Delighted to be on your show. Thank you. We're definitely delighted to have you here. And I guess what we always like asking everybody is, what was exactly the inspiration for you to um, create this work? Well, back in 2005, Condoleezza Rice um, was named the most powerful woman in the world by Forbes magazine. And that seemed to me a very interesting uh, uh, red rag to a bull as a filmmaker, um, because she's a fascinating character to come out of the South and uh, reach this amazingly powerful position. Mm -hmm. I then made a film called Courting Condi, which was a musical docu-tragic comedy about one man's attempt to win her heart. Uh, and in the process of that, found out a number of things that I hadn't known and the rest of the media weren't publicizing. And mm-hmm. I then decided to make a second film called American Faust, uh, a straight documentary revealing a lot of these facts through the experts who were telling them. Indeed. And one thing I really do have to grade highly with your documentary is, since especially in this country now, we're in a really, really highly charged political climate. There is no background narration or anything from the documentary. It's just a lot of the people who Condoleezza Wright dealt with through the years and those particular types of interview clips that move the story along. So while there may be those who either really like um, Miss Rice or disagree with Miss Rice, you know, you're getting things from all the people who interacted with her. And you do get what does seem like a very kind of tragic life with uh, Miss Rice on a few levels. Yes, we were very wary about putting a partisan um, point of view on it um, in a Michael Moore kind of way. I wanted to be as objective and as balanced as possible, and we have a, a number of Republicans uh, speaking about her, from George W. Bush to George Bush the first to uh, Lawrence Wilkerson, who was Colin Powell's chief of staff, to Dick Cheney, to Rice herself. She's one of the principal interviewees. Um, so I was very keen to... Uh, to, to, to give that, that side of the story. I don't have myself have an axe to grind on this, but, but what I found was that it was a, a tragedy of the corrupting influence of power on, on, on a talented, decent woman, well-brought-up woman, um, mm-hmm. and, and what power can do to that, uh, to, to any of us. Indeed, and you know, a lot of that shows to me the documentary, even before you get to what I think a lot of people kind of focus on, which is the period of time she worked with George W. Bush. You saw various things about that corruption of power from when she was working over at Stanford University to the various chairmanships she had with um, a lot of private companies. I think I think that kind of influ- uh, desire to be powerful came from her father, who told her you need to be twice as good uh, in order to get ahead. Um, she then had a crisis when she wanted to be a musician. Um, she went to the Aspen Musical Festival and found that she was uh, spending a month doing what other uh, characters could do uh, in, by sight. And realized she could never be number one in that, so she gave it up. Had her only life crisis. And then she walked into a lecture on Stalin given by Joseph Corbell, uh, a teacher there, Corbell, who was actually the father of Madeleine Albright. So funny enough, Corbell was the sort of mentor both to the, to the first uh, two female secretaries of state in U.S. history. Mm-hmm. And Corbell, Stalin then, she became fascinated with Stalin. This was her second main sort of the temptation of power. Uh, she then went to the Hoover Institution at the Stanford uh, uh, University, mm-hmm. and she was a Democrat at that time. 
um, and she was tempted uh, again by some senior members of the Hoover Institution, a very conservative organization, uh, who basically said to her, you, the, the sky is the limit with you in the, in the Republican Party because there are no black women here. We want to increase the, 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 the sort of coloring of our uh, tent uh, and, and come on to us. So she switched to Republican. She then got another call from Gary Hart, who said, come and work for me. She switched back to Democrat. Mm -hmm. uh, but then the Republican calling became great, and she switched again. Yeah. And then these temptations of power, these almost Mephistopheles-like temptations of power, hence the title American Faust, mm -hmm. uh, about the, the man who was tempted by the devil, Mephistopheles, with the, the, the promise of, uh, of great advancement. Um, uh, and then once in, in power, 9-11 happened, and again, she had to make a decision about personal power or her own values, mm -hmm. and she chose personal power, uh, uh, even though the, the very idealist, uh, warmongering uh, path that the administration then took was against what she herself had, had said would be the foreign policy of the United States when she came in. And then finally, the, the temptation of, of torture, when she, as National Security Advisor, was faced with this decision about whether or not to go ahead with torture techniques. She was the person who made the ultimate decision as the chair of the group of principals that endorsed not just waterboarding, but, but other techniques um, which are gradually coming out now, including fingernail extraction and genital mutilation and um, electrocution that are certifiably, legally, Legally war crimes. Indeed, and it is just so crazy to see all of that laid out, especially when on the document with the um, <clears throat> documentary says that she literally signed up on order to the CIA about torture, talking about this is your baby, go ahead and do it, like it's something nonchalant. And I think people still have an idealized version of the government to a certain degree where it's like, well, we don't do that, other countries do stuff like that. Yes, and when that revelation came through that she said, this is your baby, go do it, and it's a, a revelation from people who were in the room, uh, including Lawrence Wilkerson, who's the one power chief of staff, probably a voice, uh, a, a spokesman for Powell himself, who can't speak because of etiquette, but that she should authorize these, these things was truly the most shocking uh, Revelation that I discovered from the from the uh, the film that she should say to George Tenet, the head of the CIA, who was coming with this menu of torture techniques, that she must have been aware of were used by Stalin. A lot of these techniques were used by her beloved Stalin. But for them to go ahead and say yes, it's fine for Americans to tear people's fingernails and nails out, or in the case of Benjamin Mohammed, a British resident, to uh, cut his penis and pour acid into the wounds, and then to think that she can get away with it by saying, well, the advice that we got from the attorneys, John Yu and Bybee, who we specifically asked to give us the advice we need, but that was enough to get her off the hook in terms of uh, breaking the law, is truly astounding. I, I, I cannot believe that uh, further action hasn't been taken on this. It is very startling because even with some of these other situations that are going on now, post when this documentary was filmed, you pretty much have people from her to Cheney and other various people in that particular Republican administration like, yeah, we did it, and and that's all, at the moment, we have to say, seems to be happening. Not even, you know, some type of, I guess, censure or people saying that it's shameful or anything like that, much less prison time or other type of things that are supposedly supposed to happen when these actions occur. 
is. It's astounding. On a legal level, it clearly seems to be illegal under the Geneva Conventions and under various treaties. Uh, on an ethical and a moral level, you know, it's just not right to half drown people or electrocute people. And even on a sort of Republican level, you know, mm -hmm. the person who signed up to the Convention Against Torture was Ronald Reagan, who uh, Rice says is her hero. It is not a particularly Republican tradition, as far as I can see, to, to torture people. So on any kind of level of um, justification, uh, it's, it's, it's astounding that, that uh, it hasn't uh, been further investigated and prosecuted. And, and we have uh, had screenings with a number of people like World Can't Wait, Amnesty International, mm -hmm. uh, War Criminals Watch. Uh, and, and, and that momentum continues uh, in terms of trying to secure justice. Indeed. Speaking of, I know that the documentary has been shown all over the world via various festivals and other media distribution. How has the overseas response been to this documentary? Well, you know, I, I went to Serbia where um, we screened the other film, Cording Condi, actually, but it, it has some of the same revelations. But there they were saying, listen, I can't believe that... Uh, uh, we went to this bridge which had been bombed by U.S. planes uh, on the basis of outrage at Milosevic's human rights uh, 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 violations. And then for, for us to have been deprived of water and uh, electricity and to have lost loved ones on this moral high ground, then to see that the U.S. are doing exactly the same thing. Uh, mm -hmm. as they condemned us for is really pretty uh, outrageous. Um, and of course, we, we also screened it in Egypt. Uh, and Egypt is, is one of the places where the U.S. Uh, use for uh, for torture. So they'll illegally render, uh, kidnap prisoners, basically, and send them off to Egypt then to, to do the dirty work that uh, they don't want to have their hands uh, um, bloodied with. Um, so, and there too, there was a sense of, wow, if this happens, why the where's the moral authority that the U.S. have? Why shouldn't we just blow up subways or whatever uh, if, if the U.S. are going to be cutting our citizens' penises? Indeed. I mean, that just shocked me hearing about that, even after reading other various information of some of the torture techniques that was going on that's revealed through both our mainstream media here and through um, our independent media resources. Now, one of the things that kind of attracted my attention, that kind of threw me back for a moment with American Faust was that um, kind of Lisa Rice's own father wasn't really crazy about her being involved in politics. Like, you can almost think about there's an alternate universe if she chose another direction. Yes, John Rice, the Reverend John Rice, was both a, a, a pastor and a, an educator, um, and he was in, in Birmingham, Alabama, where they grew up. He 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 sort of protected Rice from the the marches, the Martin Luther King marches, believing that children shouldn't really be a part of it. Um, but on the sly, was giving money to uh, a lot of activist groups and civil rights groups. Um, but. When the call was sort of coming through from Bush to come and work as his advisor, he had this sort of premonition that this was not a good idea for his little star, as, as he used to call Condi. Um, and, and on his deathbed uh, was, was just advising her not to go to Washington, to stay in Stanford. And he died um, on December the 24th, 2000, just a few days after the announcement that she was going to be National Security Advisor and a few days before she actually swore into office. So it was a strange premonition he had. Um, indeed. I mean, that was just one of the times when I first um, watched the DVD. That kind of threw me back. Like, 
you you know some things you just never know and i think that's one of the parts of american faust that was brilliantly put in it's not you know a straight political type of documentary but you also see her foundation how things were in some people's opinion either went totally correct or kind of wrong i mean especially um on just something on the personal level you see her ex-fiance which you know that was kind of shocking to see him on there talking about how kind of lisa was and literally how that chase of power it seems and when again the politics you know broke up something that could have been personal between them and who knows might have had her be a different person Yes, he met and uh, she met and got engaged to the, the Denver Broncos running back, a guy called Rick Upchurch, and uh, they got engaged and they were going to be married. And then she had a call from Jimmy Carter's administration to come and work with Washington, and she was in Washington, and she was faced with this decision of power or love, really, and she chose power, and and broke poor Rick Upchurch's heart. Um, and he speaks to us in the film for the first time about his feelings and about what happened. And uh, he now has four children, and he has a happy family. Um, Rice is is, uh, is is unmarried and hasn't really been involved with anyone. So, um, not that that's an essential part of anyone's life, but mm-hmm. but I think there is a loneliness uh, to her that is that adds to her tragedy. Indeed, I mean, it just seems to be that it's almost that she has to live for the job, almost regardless of what it is. Than maybe having other things to decide because I think a lot of people might not even know that she had that particular path because most of us just see her in some type of either academic or political role for over the past 20 to 25 years. Yeah, and I think that the humanity of her, she, she's a very private woman, she doesn't really give candid interviews. Uh, she uh, and you know, no, she doesn't have any. Uh, she's an orphan now, and uh, she, she, her friends. Uh, I think she felt a little like a, a duck out of water in, in in DC. She's more comfortable with some of her academic friends in in, in, in Stanford. But now going back to Stanford, where she's hounded by uh, student protesters the whole time, and and a lot of her friends who were pretty liberal um, are sort of embarrassed to be seen with her because of because of her record. Mm-hmm. Which is just kind of an insane situation to be in, even if you know she believes those are her principles, and if she doesn't, especially like what you know sacrifice one made was that power really, truly worth it for her? And I mean, we see that you know she still has a career, she still has a lot of other things going on, but will she ever? I don't know. In my viewpoint, from watching the documentary, I don't really see a happy person with Condoleezza Rice. I think that's I think that's right. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I mean, the, the sources of happiness which she talks about. She works out two hours a day. She loves football, um, and uh, she loves California now. Um, but I, I think there are a lot of holes in her life, and now she's realizing. Well, what exactly are my values? Because she hasn't really shown uh, an attachment to any specific value except Mm -hmm. the advancement of herself uh, of her own personal power there's certainly very little record to suggest that she's pushed forward african-american rights as Mm -hmm. as her going to spam a lot um, while the levees were breaking in in new orleans Mm -hmm. demonstrated um, and resulted in, in in people like spike lee uh, uh, furiously criticizing her, uh, and mm-hmm. um, so there's very little sort of feminist uh, credential on her 
on, on her chest, even though she says she's writing a book about women in politics, um, she's, she's done very little in, in terms of uh, advancing uh, women in, in, in politics or in academia, and as our film shows, she actually pushed back uh, the advances of affirmative action when she was had the power to do so at, at, at Stanford. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then in terms of, well, she says, I'm a patriot, but I, I think many of the things that she's responsible for, including going to Iraq, in, in going to Iraq, authorizing torture, uh, her celebrating Guantanamo, have been a calling card for many t terrorists around the world. So in, I, I think she has actually acted against the interests of, of, of the United States by her actions. Indeed, and I think only time will tell how those actions will reflect on her life and just the political life of things in general, as well as just the history of this country within that past decade of 9-11 on down, so many changes and so many, not necessarily for the better, have happened in regards to how the world interacts with each other, and a lot of it did come through that time frame when she was in the secretary of state office which was a lot of people even they just watch mainstream news see you know that's kind of our frontline person who goes to different countries makes negotiations and you know treaties and things like that and for the past eight years that person was somebody who's you know signed off torture memos um ignored a whole lot of other things that were going on and when they were actually confronted by the U.S. Congress, which, you know, depending on how some people feel, could have just been, you know, a bunch of sham talk for the media or whatever have you. Just constantly deny, you know, no, I didn't know about this or we didn't torture anybody where it's plainly obvious these things happen. You know, you can have blinders on your eyes, you know that happened. Yeah, and I think Congress must be blamed a great deal for this too. They should have uh, ex exerted more uh, control over the executive who, uh, thanks to Rice and Cheney and Scooter Libby and all of these guys who very brilliantly managed to completely emasculate Congress. And there's some evidence that people like Pelosi uh, did know that the waterboarding things was going on. So they're, they're complicit to an extent in that. But I, I think what's, what's interesting is that people tend to associate the iniquity, wickednesses of the Bush administration with people like Cheney and Rumsfeld and Rove, where in fact these characters didn't even make it to the end. You know, Cheney shot someone in the face and then became marginalized. Rumsfeld was out um, well before the end of the administration, as was Rove. The only person who survived this, uh, right to the end, as Bush's chief confidant, was, was, was right. And the, the question of why no one's tried to hold her accountable is, is a mysterious one. I definitely think so. And just looking at some other parts of her past and, you know, people she's worked for and things, you know, we have some people on the conspiracy end talking about maybe she knows more than people really want to have revealed. And maybe she's doing like she's always done. She knows how to play the game. Yes, she's a very good uh, uh, strategic. She'd make a very good football coach because of it. Indeed, indeed. Where do you think, in your personal opinion, uh, may be the future of Condoleezza Rice? I think there are various options. One is uh, that forces of justice will come forward and she will be arrested, prosecuted, and convicted of war crimes and spend uh, 15 years in jail. Um, I think that would be the truthful and, and just uh, response. I don't think it's the most likely one. Uh, the other one is that she will sediment gradually at uh, Stanford, write a few books, um, teach and 
maybe get married just to show people she does have a heart. And um, the other the other possibility is that she will come back and she will be, say, a running mate for Mitt Romney in 2012 or even 2016, more likely 2016, and run on the back of her credentials as an experienced Secretary of State. And particularly in a post-Obama world, a black woman on a Republican ticket remains an amazingly appetizing um, uh, option for the G GOP, much more so than Sarah Palin. Mm -hmm. uh, Who's not Rice doesn't make the kind of gaffes that, that Palin does, and, and Rice could possibly bring in a constituency of women and African Americans that you know the GOP are not very used to having. Um, mm -hmm. So I think she, you know, and, and who knows, then Romney gets shot and we could have President Rice in, in, uh, as the next president. Wow, okay, besides some of the earlier options, that sounds scary to me, but we will see <laughs> how things go personally on that um, particular level. And I have one more um, quick um, question in reference. I was um, reading through some material after I watched the um, DVD on the web, and there was an interesting note from the first movie that you made um court and condy where i think it was originally supposed to be um either shown or distributed via the discovery channel and it was blocked by um some people in the bush administration on the back end that's correct we were we made a deal with the discovery uh with discovery to finance us for six hundred thousand dollars and one week before shooting we got a call from our attorney saying that their attorney had been in touch saying that they wanted to pull out because Carl Rove had taken the CEO of Discovery out to lunch and said this would be a bad idea if you want to keep good relations with government. Now, mm. Discovery at the time was considering an IPO, a share offering, and didn't want to uh, compromise that, so pulled out. And they then said to me, listen, you can either sue us and, mm. and probably get the whole amount, but it'll take two years and a whole chunk of legal hassles, or we'll give you $150,000 now and go and sit on a beach in Thailand for a year. I took the hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and we made the film on a shoestring. But you know, the the fear that the Bush administration put into people, including the Democrats, mm -hmm. that somehow you were acting unpatriotically by criticizing um, or even making fun of uh, senior officials, was was immense. And that was before all this other information came out, which is something I just find like just terribly insane how heavy-handed things were. Yeah, it's very heavy-handed, no subtlety. There's just a sort of amazing arrogance in the sense that, you know, screw the Congress, screw the Supreme Court, screw the American people, we'll do what we think is right. Or, you know, when Bush said, oh, I, I have a direct communication with God, this sense of entitlement, um, and particularly when religion gets involved in it, um, is it, scary, and a complete desecration of, of the separation of church and state, of separation of powers, indeed. That, that should that the Constitution was set up, uh, uh, created provisions to ensure that this abuse of power wouldn't happen, and it did. And and uh, and once they got an appetite for it, they just became like uh, heroin addicts and just ate more and more of the power until you get you got to the absurd state that that, that, that was prevalent around sort of 2007. Indeed, and now we're trying to come back from an era where the Patriot Act took away a whole bunch of people's rights and God knows what else. But hopefully, hopefully we're on an upward path right now. Only time will tell. 
Well, I think I think one thing worth saying is that the Bush, the Obama administration, continued to use many of the uh, illegal rendition sites uh, where these torture practices took place. Uh, they, Guantanamo remains open, and uh, now the Obama administration continues using these illegal drones in Pakistan, a country that the United States is not at war with, to kill many hundreds of people, including children and and and. Uh, and, and women and children um, just you know they're making these decisions and, and admitting to it that, that Obama sits in the White House mm-hmm. with a decision with a video feed of, of from a drone and saying okay there's your guy he's a suspect wife and child do you want to go ahead with it and he has and he's admitted to this he, he has gone ahead and killed uh, women and children uh, w- with these decisions so you know things haven't changed that much and I don't think they're going to until a lot of people know and actually want to get to the point of fighting. I mean, I know that we just had, I think, after missed in this country, all the insanity about the current health care reform bill, which could be a whole other conversation, that on the low a few weeks ago, um, there's a year extension to the Patriot Act. And all of the ways that people can be surveilled without any type of legal process that we're used to hearing about. So there's definitely a lot going on that passed on from this um, past administration to the current administration. And I just think a lot of things that people need to have their eyes open to. And I definitely think that your documentary of American Faust from Condi to Neo Condi is a bit of help with that. And, you know, we deeply appreciate you using your art to put this type of information out there to the people. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, I hope your 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 uh, uh, listeners can uh, get a chance to see it. You can get the film at uh, indiesdirect.com, indiesdirect.com, and if you go to the movies page there, you can see uh, Courting Condi and American Faust, and then you can download or get the DVD or stream it straight away. And uh, and I hope that your listeners will, will get a chance to see it and make up their own mind, uh, and also to take action on it, whatever they feel appropriate, in terms of ensuring that sort of truth and justice get out, and we can read the page of history before we have to turn it. Indeed, that is definitely a fact. And people can also go to AmericanFoul.com to check a preview of the documentary, which by itself should just grab a whole lot of people's attention. And it's not on a big type of exploitative vibe or anything like that. It's just a lot of things that are really straight to the point. And, you know, as I've said before, you know, these are things not from necessarily extremists or enemies from one side or the other. This is a really balanced documentary coming from a whole lot of different perspectives. And it should, by the time you finish watching it, within the hour and a half, you know, at least make you want to try to see that other things are going on that we really need to be aware of and not, I guess, get into what we call the matrix here of the few new snippets that we get thrown out at us every day. Yeah, let's get out of the matrix. And, and I think filmmakers in many areas, like, you know, Dolphin Slaughter through the wonderful film The Cove or Food Inc. through the wonderful film about some uh, food, uh, the, the food abuses going on. Filmmakers have a great role in, in this and, and maybe more so even than the Congress has been showing with its craven inability to pass basic legislation. I mean, yesterday was the bill was a, was a bright, it was a sort of a rainbow and a puddle of gasoline, but uh, mm-hmm. the rest of the stalemate that happens in D.C. is very depressing. 
Yeah, very much so. I was up watching um, the healthcare reform situation last night. Like, are you kidding me? This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my, granted, young adult life. Just a whole bunch of old congressmen yelling and screaming at each other and God knows what else and not even getting to the point for over, I think about a good 12 hours from the beginning of that day until when the vote was finally made on an extremely compromised bill so imagine what goes on with other type of stuff we don't even see unless you're just maybe literally hooked into 29 c-span feeds all day or something like that so you know i just like you know that there are documentaries like this that people do have the power to push independently thankfully through some of the other technological means we've had within the past decade to two decades of being able to put information out there yes you know such you going through indies direct you're able to put this information out independently and you know from your story with discovery not necessarily had to go through all those type of crazy channels and you know had to be worried about somebody coming at you sideways for putting out your you know particular viewpoint and expression yeah, well, our survival and our continued capacity to make these films is entirely dependent on your listeners actually buying the films because all of us have gone into massive debt making these films. You know, we haven't been... So, you know, uh, it, it's a two-way situation. The more people can buy the films, the more we can make the next film. Indeed, and this film is definitely worth buying and purchasing. I understand that we're in the net age and people can do, you know tap the fingers a little bit and maybe find certain things on you know the lower cheap end but we do have to support all types of forms of independent media to survive as i say on this radio show you know us having our bandwidth and you know contacting all our fm sponsors and everything else isn't cheap i'll find out exactly how much in a few weeks when i file for my um, taxes and stuff and like why do everybody else who's putting out all their information we all need to be able to support each other and if we like things be able to tell people so the word can spread and other types of good things can go forth and happen so americanfaust.com check out excuse me the <clears throat> pardon me go ahead and check out the preview of american Faust from condi to neo condi excellent documentary directed by mr sebastian doggart and you can go to indies direct dot com to go and either download this film pay for purchase or get a dvd set nice to your house for a few of our like radiosback.com readers we have a few copies to give away so check the website and you know go through the contest and apply for that and if you like it show it to a lot of people and tell them to go ahead and buy it because we already have our copies for our families over here so i'm not just saying this just for fun and giggles or anything like that so we're going to go forth here and continue on with the music at the syndicated Fusebox radio broadcast with dj fusion and john judah you'll be able to check out this show as always via our weekly podcast uploads at fuseboxradio.podomatic.com as well as via our itunes feed soon feed fly tunes fm and other various places and also go to all of our great broadcast affiliates and you'll be able to either play the show on demand or during the regular broadcast time be able to check everything out here again mr dog definitely thank you for your time for this interview thank you very much it was a pleasure definitely so and you know we're just again highly appreciative and we're going to keep getting in the groove here at the fuse box radio all right peace Ladies and gentlemen, you are now witnessing Fusebox Radio.
are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah. Girl Tanil, and I'm hanging out with Fusebox Radio and BlackRadioIsBack.com.
You are now listening to Fusebox Radio, bringing the best of hip-hop and soul music, news, and commentary from all over.
Yo, check this out. Chuck D. Public Enemy, you're now in the mix with my man, John Judah. Lucifer, son of the morning, I'm gonna chase you out of earth. Shirt and chase it down out of earth. I'm gonna put on an iron shirt and chase the devil out of earth. I'm gonna send him to outer space to find another race. I'm gonna send him to outer space to find another race. Satan is an evil host man, but him can't choke it on I man. So when I check him, my last in hand And if him slip, a gun with him hand I'm gonna put on an iron shirt And chase Satan out of earth I'm gonna put on an iron shirt And chase the devil out of earth I'm gonna send him to outer space To find another race I'm gonna send him to outer space Radio. Killed off all the Indians and you killed off all the slaves 
But not quite so you kill off the remains You all look for me I'm looking for you I can't believe what they say about you is true That you're a bastard just like Pharaoh You kill the children just like Pharaoh Now you send a ticket for me You don't have a RSVP Oh Lord it's a war party
You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah. Right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Right here on the Fuse Box Radio. 
right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Right here on the Fuse Box Radio. You are now listening to Fusebox Radio, bringing the best of hip-hop and soul music, news, and commentary from all over.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Listening to the fuse box with John Judah.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
agree. It's dynamite. That's all the time we have tonight. Join us next time. Good night.